Radio. The Divine Wedgie with Dr. Matthew Tan. In 1854, Pope Pius IX issued a papal bull entitled Ineffabilis Deus, which articulated what has become the dogma of the Immaculate Conception of Mary. This dogma has often been decried as a Catholic attempt to dilute the graces that only Christ can bring. Indeed, many Catholics have often been guilty of regarding Mary's attributes in isolation of the salvific power of Christ. In arguments over the place of Mary in the history of salvation, the actual wording of the 1854 definition by Pius IX often gets ignored. If you read the statement carefully, you may notice the papal intention was not to isolate Mary, but to place Mary within the framework of grace instituted by Christ. Mary was born without the stain of original sin, said Pius, because she was preserved from sin by an action of God. And to quote the papal bull, it was, quote, in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the saviour of the human race, unquote. Mary is not a counterpoint to the graces won by Christ. Rather, Mary demonstrates the fullest extent of the operations of Christ. Indeed, what the dogma of the Immaculate Conception states is that Mary is a unique recipient of Christ's saving work, making Mary not a means to diminish the power of Christ, but to amplify the saving power of God. The understanding of the ancient church is that Mary embodies what we in Christ are to become at the end of history, as opposed to what we have become in Adam since the beginning of history. To tie this viewpoint from the end of history back to the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, the joint Anglican and Roman Catholic Mariological statement entitled Mary, Grace and Hope in Christ explains it in this way in paragraph 59. The document states, quote, The eschatological perspective illuminates our understanding of Mary's person and calling. Christ's redeeming work reached back in Mary to the depths of her being and to her earliest beginnings, unquote. The dogma of the Immaculate Conception, then, is not about the aggrandizement of Mary at the expense of Christ. Rather, it demonstrates how nothing, not even the past so often deemed as irreversible, can stand in the way of Christ's salvific operations. Because of the kind of operations of grace at work in Mary's past, Mary also stands as a revolutionary figure. By this, one means that the person of Mary demonstrates what is to be hoped for from the saving power of God in the future. This is most movingly articulated by her Magnificat in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 55. In short, the person of Mary is a declaration of rebellion against the status quo. If God's work can tear down even the impenetrable barriers of the past, those that have become arrogant by displays of power in the present better beware. For there comes an even greater power that will tear down that seemingly impenetrable fortress, one who, in the words of Luke chapter 1 verse 52, will cast down the mighty from their thrones and raise the lowly. That was Dr. Matthew Tan with the Divine Wedgie. For more, 
visit divinewedgie.blogspot.com or cradio.com.